Hey there, thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better, and our heart is to reach, send, nurture, and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or head over to our website, resound.church forward slash app, to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. So today is our final value, and um, would anybody like to tell me what the five values are? Tori, would you like to tell me what the five values are? Generosity, relationship, authenticity, compelling, and encouragement. Brilliant. Woo! So they're our five values, yeah? What does RSND stand for? RSND. Reach, send, nurture, disciple, grace is our values. Grace that flows. And right now today, we're looking at our very final um, one of our values and it is encourage, encouragement. You know, the biblical definition of encourage, to inspire with courage, spirit or hope. Um, Last week, as you would know, I was in Burke, the back of Burke. I have never been to Burke. It was quite an interesting um, trip. I landed in Orange. I've never been to Orange. They don't grow oranges, just so everybody knows that. I'm expecting oranges everywhere. They don't grow them, but the place is called Orange. So I get there. I get off the plane. The pastor's, um, who's a lady in Orange, she's waiting for me, picks me up, hands me the keys and says, there you go. And I drive all the way to Orange, uh, to Burke, which is a six-hour drive from Orange. So it was quite a long day, but we got to Burke and I'm pulling into Burke and I'm like, okay, so this is Burke. Uh-huh. It's quite interesting. But we met the pastors up there. They've been there for 31 years in Burke. Their passion for the place is outstanding. They still have vision for it. They're still crying out for God to do something extraordinary. The um, township has about 2,400 people. And this pastor knows every single person by name extraordinary. And so when I looked at this and I'm like, wow, this is incredible. I came and I realized encourage means to inspire. Uh, Encourage means to inspire with courage. These people have courage. They inspired me. I got this excitement within me and went, wow, just imagine if Burke all comes to Jesus. Just imagine if all those Indigenous people in the reservation come to know Jesus. No longer would there be burnt houses all over the place and burnt out cars, but there would be a rejoicing of what God's doing in their lives. Courage comes from being encouraged. So here at Resound Church... We want to be people who encourage. We want to encourage you to be all God wants you to be. But in turn, we want you to be encouragers that uplift other people and enable them to become all that they're meant to be. See, the meaning of courage has four operative words. Inspire, courage, spirit and hope. 
Right now in our world, <laughs> we need encouragement. There's so much uncertainty and unnecessary fear attacking people. I don't know if anybody has seen the news lately. Shortage of toilet paper is causing some really unsettlement. <laughs> it's ridiculous. People are, one guy got tasered by the police over toilet paper. <laughs> another lady hits another lady over the head and they start fighting in the middle of the, to- in the, middle of the aisle over toilet paper. What are we coming to? Is it encouragement? No, it's ridiculous. Oh, if it was me, I would have said, oh, take all the to- toilet paper you like. I'll, I'll sort it out. I'll work it out somehow. I'll get some leaves from the backyard. I've got a lot of them. <laughs> so how do we get encouraged where, there, where it doesn't come from other places? And the first thing I look at is the word of God, the word of encouragement. I'm going to read a passage of scripture to you today. I'm going to read you Psalm 91. It is an amazing passage of scripture, chapter in the Bible. And I want you to really listen to these words. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armour and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, though these evils will not touch you. These evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. He will order His angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says... I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honour them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. This chapter alone is the most encouraging chapter you can hold on to right now. Pick up the Bible Read it every day. We take medicine when, we, when there are things that we need to be made better. If you are feeling a fear or if you're feeling anxious or there's an anxiety that's creeping up, start to read this chapter. Take your medicine every day. Go into the Word of God and read what the Word of God says. In John 16, in the Passion Translation, and everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be found in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, 
but you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. John 10, 14 to 15, I alone am the good shepherd and I know those hearts are mine for they recognise me and know me just as my father knows my heart and know I know my father's heart. I am ready to give my life for the sheep. Matthew 6, 34, therefore do not be anxious about about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. All out of this. If we're going to encourage, we have to know how to encourage ourselves. If we're going to be people that are people that walk around giving life, not death, then we've got to know what we're giving life for. And out of this word today, I've read you just a few passages of Scripture that bring life, bring encouragement, bring hope into our beings in an incredible and a powerful way. See, our ability to be an encourager comes out of the understanding of what Jesus did for us and how much he has given for us. Tori brought that this morning around the time of communion. When we know what Jesus can do for us, out of our mouth comes the words that encourage others, that lift up others, that give people what they need and know what God wants to do. So people may not encourage you, but out of what Jesus has done for you and his love for you comes an overwhelming desire to encourage others. You know, the scripture says we are born to be encouragers. Yeah? Comes easier for some, not so great for others. But when we are born to be encouragers, Something shifts. And so when people come into this house, when they come into Resound Church, something shifts. They may feel like things aren't going the way they should be. They may feel a burden. They may feel the things that are going on in their lives. But someone comes up, puts their arm around them, encourages them, uplifts them, enables them to see that they have support around them or people are there for them. Something shifts. So we're born to be those encouragers. In Hebrews 3.13, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. There's a lot in this word, eh? Yeah? Who loves the Bible? It's incredible. Um, I was decided that I was going to be a little bit of a challenge to myself this year. And so I thought, right, there's an app that says you can do the Bible in 90 days. I thought, okay, I set the challenge, 90 days. And then I realised reading it wasn't going to work because I didn't have like an hour and a half or so every day just to be able to sit and read it. So I've been listening to it. So I've been lying in bed with my earphones on listening. I've been vacuuming and doing my housework with my headphones on, you know, listening to the Word of God. 
And as it's going in, I'll be really glad when I'm out of some of those chapters though. You know, Leviticus is not my fave. (sighs) Actually, there's a lot of them I'm not sure are my faves, but anyway. But it's by... (laughs) See, the word is really good. But it's, it's listening and getting it into your spirit and enabling God to do something through it. In 1 Thessalonians 5.11, I'm going to read it again. It says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. So if you go to the supermarket and there is some toilet paper and somebody else needs it, let's be encouraging and say, let's split it. <laughs> I'll buy it. We'll get out and we'll count half for you and half for me because you do need toilet paper, right? But let's be encouraging one another. Let's be encouraging people in the streets. Let's be giving the positiveness of who God is into this world right now that needs it. Throughout the Bible, we see instructions to encourage one another and verses that encourage us. Encouragement is emphasised in the word because encouragement is necessary in our work with God. As a believer, we are asked to be encourager and the scripture says daily, not just once or twice, daily. So how can we be a source of encouragement to our friends, family, church family and loved ones today? The first thing, if you're taking notes, the first one is esteem others higher than yourself. In Romans 12, 3 says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give you this warning. Don't think you are better than you are. Have high regard for people all around you, preferring them. You know, if we're going to encourage, don't be selfish. That's what's causing this hysteria right now. It's selfishness. It's people only thinking about themselves. But as a believer of Jesus Christ, I can't think about myself. I have to think about others. The scripture is so strong on the fact that we need to be reaching out, loving, considerate, encouraging and uplifting. The second one here is be wise in how you speak. In other words, watch how you talk to people. Be determined to have encouraging words, not words that condemn. In Psalm 19.14, it says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. This is my mantra. Whenever I go somewhere, whenever I've got to walk into a situation, I'm driving the car going, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my God, my rock. Let it be whatever comes out of my mouth. I don't want to be a person that walks into a room and pulls someone down. I want to be a person that walks into the room and when I leave, they go, oh, I feel so much better. It was so good that Ruth came into my space, not because of Ruth, but because of the Jesus that lives in me, that gives that sense of knowing to everybody that God's on it. He's got the the situation in his hand and he uplifts us to go forward and be all that we're called to be. There's nothing worse than sitting and all of a sudden everybody starts to go, 
oh my gosh, it's doomsday. Everybody run out and buy all the groceries because the world's about to end. Fill your baths with water. And then the next somebody goes, that's right, fill your bath with water. Buy the toilet paper, get the rice, get the sugar, get all the spaghetti. If anybody's done this, please, I'm not having a go. <laughs> and if it, is, and if it is the situation, let me know who you are so I can knock on your door and get a bit. Because <laughs> I'm probably being a little bit on the back foot. But let's be uplifting. The third one is be quick to forgive. When we are forgiving, we can be encouraging. You can't be encouraging when you're holding a grudge. You know, if you've got something against somebody, do you know what we do? I'm terrible. I'm confessing. If somebody has really hurt me, I'll walk up and go, pretty Joshy really hurt me. <laughs> and and Brett, you know what? He's no seriously, honey. Maybe you should come home. <laughs> no, she's joking. But then all of a sudden, I'm trying to get Brett to go with me. And then all of a sudden, what I'm doing to Brett is I'm enabling Brett to then go to the next person. And before long, Josh's name is not any longer lifted up. It's put down. There's no encouragement in the situation. People are being ripped apart. And what actually happens is the enemy gets in. Destruction takes place. It separates. And then the enemy has a foothold and he takes hold and everything can start to shift to the position where we don't want it to go. If we're a church of encouragement uplifting, when something happens, go and ask God, help me to forgive. Go to the person and speak to them. Lay it down. Get rid of it. Don't let the enemy have a foothold. Don't let him get in. Don't let him have anything. Stamp it. Because as soon as you do that, the enemy's like, oh, I lost. Yep, you did. Actually, you lost a long time ago. But if we're going to be encouraging and uplifting, what comes from us determines our attitude. It says in the next one is don't gossip. Hitting it. Don't gossip. Proverbs eleven thirteen. a gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep confidence. If we're going to be encouragers, let's not gossip. Let's not say things about people that aren't true. Let's be people that walk into a room and when it's so funny. If people are starting to gossip about something and you walk in and you go, yeah, but they're so lovely, aren't they? Everybody stops. It's like, whoa, she's not on our page. Let's be those people. Are any of us perfect? I certainly am not. 
But when we walk in and we uplift and we encourage and we bring things, God does something extraordinary in our midst. Number five is stay humble. When we are humble, it is so easy to be an encourager because we know the value ourselves of people uplifting us. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Be people that are humble, that prefer others, that are uplifting others. The sixth one, be positive. It is hard to encourage you when you're always negative. People tend to not want to spend time with you if you're always negative. It's not an encouragement. I don't know, maybe, maybe you've never had that situation, but yeah, sometimes I have. And I'm like, okay, turn it round, turn it round, turn it round. And then I'm bringing the positive and then all of a sudden they grab it and then they go back. Then I'm working again to bring the positive and then they go back. I'm not saying, please hear me now. I am not asking us to bury our feelings. I am not asking us to bury what may be going on inside. I am not asking us to shove our concerns in a corner. I'm not asking us not to talk about it. What I am saying is when we do talk about it, let's not allow the enemy to take us so far down that we feel like we are crippled, we have got fear, we are unable to move, we can't go forward. Let's talk about it and let's be open about it and let's talk into the situation and allow people to uplift you, allow the Word of God to wash over you, allow yourself to take Psalm 91 and put it and pour it upon you so that as you walk through the situation, you can look back and go, my God enabled me to get through that. Life is not a bed of roses. Life is not without hiccups. Life is not without things going wrong. Life is not without people passing away. And when I say that, for those that do know, um, Dicathathis passed away. We've been praying for her quite a while and she passed away on Wednesday morning, which was very sad. So please pray for that family. Pray for Peter. Um, you know, that God will give him strength and enable him to be able to go through every day at the moment. And for those that need to know, her funeral is here at 10am on Thursday morning. So 10am Thursday morning. I'll come back now. The next one is love. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8. We know that passage of scripture. Love is patient, love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. If we can follow this rule of love, it is so much easier to be an encourager. You know, if I walk up to Mitch and I say, how you going, Mitchie? And he says, oh, not great. I go, oh, I know. I'm not doing too good either. And then Mitch is like, oh, I know, Ruth, it's just horrible. And the next minute, we're both here. But if I said, hey, Mitchie, how you going? Not great, Ruth. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, okay. You know what, mate? We know life isn't great, eh? But let's look in the Word. What does it say? Come on. 
we're going we're gonna to walk this together. We're going to walk this and we're going to make sure that we can come through this. God's on it. He's with us. Now let's do this together. Let's not be on our own. Then he says, how are you? Yeah, it's been tough too. Well, Ruth, take your own medicine. <laughs> but let's uplift one another. Let's be a church that, you know, walks around and, and encourages and speaks that life, not death. How can we encourage practically? If we're going to be an encouraging church, if this is a high value in our church, then there are some practical things we can do to make people feel valued and lifted. Send a card. Send a letter. bit old-fashioned, but it's kind of nice to get a card in the mail in this day and age. Just send somebody and say how much you appreciate them or how special they are. Take someone out for a meal and just bless them, pay for them. Don't wait for them to pay for you. You pay for them. Buy the coffee. Say, no, this one's on me. Watch and see how God blesses you for doing that. But what an encouragement. It's amazing. I know when I go out with somebody and they go, no, Ruth, I'm buying you your coffee today. It's like, whoa, thank you. What an encouragement and an uplifting Use your words to speak words of encouragement. Train yourself to be an encourager. It comes easy for some, but some of us need to train ourselves. And I'm serious when I say that. Sometimes we need to train what's coming out of our mouth. Let's think. Wayne always says, Ruth, stop and take a moment to think. Because we all know that sometimes things that come out of my mouth, I should have thought about it. And it's the same when we're with people. Think about it. What can I say that can uplift them today? What can I say that can be an encouraging word that could change their day, make them feel better, make them feel like they can keep going forward? It doesn't take much. But when we do it, it's incredible. If we're going to be a church that holds this as a high value, Let's be a church that are an encouraging church, uplifting church, that when people come in through these doors, their words that come out of their mouth are, oh my goodness, this church is so loving. This church is so encouraging. This church is is there for us. You know, I wasn't there very long and they're already caring for me. They're already reaching out for me. They're already making me a meal. They're already there when I'm in time of need, that I'm there because... God's showing me that this church is an encouraging church. To be an encourager, you don't have to always be up. Hear me? Even if you're in your, through your difficulties, you can still be an encourager. I just mentioned before that Dicothathus passed away. I've been visiting her very regularly in um, palliative care. And when I would go in, I'd sit down and I never, she would say to me things like, I'd say, how are you? And she'd say, oh yeah, my leg hurts, this, you know, that. But it'd be like this. And then she turned to me, how are you going, Ruth? You're incredible. Thank you for coming to visit me. I know your life's busy, but you've taken the time out. Wow, this is awesome. Thank you. The encouragement that flowed out of her 
I actually walked into there thinking I'm going to encourage her and I walk out of that hospital room going, I've been so encouraged. Can I have the piano, please? See, if we have an attitude that says, okay, my life isn't up, I'm not going to fake it, but I'm not going to let the enemy have a foothold. I'm not going to let fear grip me. I'm not going to allow the enemy to come in the back door. I am not going to allow myself to get so down that I can't speak life words. And if you are at that stage, I urge you, I beg you, come and see us. Let me put you onto somebody that can help because that's not where God wants us to be. He wants us to have a life and life to the full. Not a bed of roses, not all perfect. But he wants us to enjoy life. And he wants us to be people that are encouraging other people to enjoy life. We serve an incredible God. We serve a God that loves us more than we could ever, ever imagine. We can't even fathom that love. See, God isn't in a box. God isn't in our thinking. God doesn't think like that. All God does is he continues to encourage us, to uplift us and to allow us to know he will never leave our sight. Can I explain why people go through difficulties? No. Can I explain why some people get sick and they don't get healed? No. But what I can say to you, is that I serve a Jesus who is so encouraging, so uplifting. And even in our space, when things aren't great, he never walks out of that space and he never leaves us. If we're going to be a church here at Resound that is known for our value, then inside of us, something needs to shift to a greater level and I'm talking about myself we need to encourage like we've never encouraged before and when someone is down please don't walk away from them don't leave them put your arm around them and let them know that you care and stop and pray for them And then maybe ring them through the week and say, hey, how are you going? Because sometimes people just need to know someone's there. They just need to know that someone cares, that someone actually is worried about them. And don't be fearful and think that because that's how you feel, that people are going to go, oh, no. No, because when you feel encouraged, What flows out of us is an encouragement that comes to so many others. It flows. So this morning, if you would like to bow your heads for me and shut your eyes. I know we do this every week, but I I know that I want to give people an opportunity. Some of you may be struggling, but God's on it. 
Some of you may not know Jesus. Like I'm talking about, you know there is a God. You know He's out there. But you don't actually know that peace that I'm talking about. You don't know that you could actually look at Psalm 91 and say, He is my shelter. He is there for me. If that's you this morning and you would like to say, Hey, I'd like to... I'd like to start a journey of understanding Jesus in a greater way. If that's you this morning, just raise your hand. Because I'd love to pray for you. I want to speak to you as a group of people and I want to encourage you this morning. God can touch your heart. He can give you hope. If you are not feeling that hope, He can give it to you. The word of encourage in the biblical form is that it brings us courage. It brings us hope. So if that's you this morning, don't, please don't leave this place today without allowing us to stand with you and pray with you. Allow us to do that. If you are feeling fear about this coronavirus, it is absolutely a, a thing that has been given by the enemy, I believe, to cripple us. Yes, it's a sickness. But it's crippling people. It's The fear is gripping people. People are anxious. But we don't have to be. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But if that's you this morning, I want us to pray for you. So I'm going to hand over back to Sarah, but I'm going to also ask the, the music team to play a song. We're going to stand to our feet. So if you'd like to stand, please stand. And we are going to open the front. Don't go. Don't go feeling like you can't lay it down. Be encouraged this morning. Be uplifted. Walk out going, thank you, God, that you were so on my situation. Because he's there for you every step of the way. Amen. Amen. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.